Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. The most wonderful time of the year. Christmas is over and I got a sweater and leftovers are here. I'm gonna make a ham sandwich with sweet potatoes and marshmallows. How's it going, foodie fans? I'm your host, Kyle Reinfried. Another Christmas has passed, but there's one more present for you. This episode, yes. I'm that humble. I'm that generous. Welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. Today, we've got Lauren Tedesco on. She has an Instagram, Foods Before Dudes. Actually, I didn't really... I mean, we kind of talked about the title. She said her friends set it up for her. But I I think I want to have her on again. I want to get into this whole Foods Before Dudes. I mean... What... that Foods Before Dudes? What what food-related thing... Rhymes with what's the male female equivalent of dude? Uh, not I mean not a, like a dudette, but like a chick, a lady, um, chick. Hmm. I don't know if it was a movie podcast flicks before chicks, but chicks mix, chicks mix before chicks now. Chicks. St- Hmm, I got nothing. Well, anyway, we talk Simply Irresistible, a very ridiculous rom-com from the late 90s. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, We talk that. I hope you guys had a very Merry Christmas. I love Christmas food, the hams. Since I am a ham, I, I eat my own. And, uh, like I said, the leftovers, uh, macaroni and cheese, uh, Christmas Eve had my grandma's spinach raviolis, cream puffs, cheesecake, chicken parm, eggplant parm, all the Dago delights, and, uh, yeah. So, gonna have some of those leftovers. It's hard to lose weight this time of year, but, you know, gonna try. Maybe after all the leftovers are gone. But then I booked a trip to... New Orleans for uh, early February, not Mardi Gras, that's early March, but uh, back to the to the Big Easy, Crescent City, New Orleans, my favorite, favorite food city, 
Uh, but let's get into this episode. So again, enjoy your leftovers. Uh, make you know, make like a special, uh, you know, the Christmas, fr- you know, moist maker. That's a friend's Thanksgiving sandwich. But make make some kind of sandwich. Make a plate of leftovers, and uh, enjoy this delectable episode. So, Lauren, thank you very much for coming on Foodie Films. Uh, how's it going? What's uh, good? What? I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're uh, you're very welcome, and thank you for being on. And we're recording this right before uh, the the holidays, before Christmas and New Year's. Uh, got any plans for the holidays? And excited for any of the you know, obviously, food is a big part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as an Italian, I mean, food is the biggest part. We do ah. the seven fishes, and I'm pumped um we're doing it on sunday this year so it's even sooner um but yeah i'm really excited i go home and pretty much just eat everything and then put on a new year's dress and i'm like what was i doing (laughs) (laughs) do you have a favorite dish and do you have a dish that like you cook now that you've um so i don't cook at all i hate multitasking (laughs) um i'm bad at it because it takes me 10 times longer but i bake so i really like baking um I really want to make rainbow cookies this year. They Ooh. take like eight to ten hours. Um, Is there an official, like an Italian name for like? I'm sure, but I'm sure, I, but yeah, exactly. But that's, I'm so American Italian cookies. that that is so long gone from they, my family. Yeah, so, <laughs> rainbow cookies, like, and everyone knows. knows yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they take a while, yeah. so I have to see if like I have the stamina. To yeah, that's do definitely got to be a process. I yeah, mean. you make all three cakes, so the red, the yellow, the green, mm-hmm. and then you have to fill them with the jam, and then usually overnight you keep them in like a chilled area and flatten them with pans ah. so that they're that thin and kind of compressed together. Makes sense, But yeah. that's the part that takes the longest. It doesn't really take eight hours, but like maybe two. <laughs> Still a long There's time. an overnight element, though. Anything yeah. That, anything that requires more than just like one standing at a counter and working on something yeah that's an investment in time yeah and you have to like remember that they're there um but i think like my grandparents in particular would like it and i I never do anything so i'm like (laughs) so maybe i should do something yeah contributing that you're making yeah but yeah i i I really don't make anything for the holidays i sometimes help my family but i'm just like let me pick up the booze (laughs) yes it's like same (laughs) and i do love to cook but like it's just it's an undertaking yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about your Instagram. So it's foods underscore before dudes. Yep. Tell me about it. Tell me how, like, when did food become more than just food for you? And when did you decide to create this Instagram? So I've always loved food, um, but I've always loved to bake, kind of like I was saying. And I used to bake all the time because mm-hmm. when I was living at home, I had my parents' massive kitchen and I had tons of time on my hands because all yeah. my friends moved out. And I'd go home and I would just bake all the time. And I'd post pictures on either my personal Instagram or my Facebook. And this was kind of yeah. before the food Instagram was a thing. So Yeah, it was originally just yeah. an extension. I mean, well, Facebook ended up on yeah. it, right? But even then, it was yeah. just like picture version of Facebook. Just Yeah, like, you know, and there were like a handful of people definitely doing it. Sure. Um, but... If, at least with me and my friends, like we didn't really know about it. So I would post food and it got to a point where people would literally be like, stop posting so much food. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know what? Screw you guys. <laughs> and my friend jokingly made me wow. like a website. And a website? she was okay. like, you can make a blog and like put all your stuff on here. And yeah. I was, 
I'm a big, like, I'll start a project and never finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I know myself. I'll put two posts on this blog and I will never post again. <laughs> but I was like, I think I can maintain an Instagram because it's just shorter captions sure. and pictures. Yeah. So I was, and I've always kind of picked up social media. So I was like, I can do that. No problem. So it started with just me literally putting whatever I was baking mm-hmm. Or, like, the random cheese quesadillas that I was getting from, like, my cafeteria at work. <laughs> like, really, if you ever scroll down to, like, my first pictures, they are truly terrible. <laughs> but it was just, like, a way for me to post that somewhere yeah. else. And then over time, it became more fun, and I was coming to the city more, and I was trying a lot of the cool, like, hip things to get. Sure, yeah. Like, I remember getting the rainbow bagel. I made me and my Ooh. friends go, like, back when it was first a thing. Yeah. Um, before everyone was over it, <laughs> and we like went all the way to Brooklyn, and it was now such a big deal. Spreads, yeah, you know, now everyone's just... like, "Oh, the rainbow bagel!" <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I saw one in Stop and Shop yeah. the other day, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, right. <laughs> That's so overdone. <laughs> but at the time, it was the coolest thing, and we like, I remember just being more passionate about just trying things, and yeah. that was how it kind of started. And now it's just become bigger thing where it's like mm-hmm. every day I do something and it's fun. I like it. Yeah, you're making me think too. I, I started traveling like internationally a lot more like close to four years ago. But when I did that, even before that, I took like a cross country road trip and I was posting what ended up being a lot more food pics than any other pics. And I even had a friend from college then tagged me on Facebook and he made like he posted my face on Guy Fieri's like body <laughs> or whatever. And everyone was like, dude, you post so many food pictures. And I never really and I and I just and I just kept. Yeah. I didn't even like you took a you took a step and started doing something. I wish I, I did something. Yeah. So when when did you start yours? I honestly don't remember. I know it was probably about three or four years ago. Yeah. And I would say like I was that's I was doing it, but it wasn't until I got to the job I'm in now okay. that I started because that I moved to the city. Yeah, and that was when I started getting lunch at cool places. So I would say, absolutely three years ago would okay. be when I started it. But I think I've had it for about four years. Okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just I mean now with the podcast, I'm posting definitely yeah. more food pictures, but. That was just something that I, I just kept, I mean, I and uh, the reason I've said it before, so I'll keep it brief, but I love it because when I travel, then I'll put like hashtag, you know, Barcelona food, and then I'll just see yeah. what people have posted, and mo- hopefully they, you know, geotagged it somehow, and that's, yeah. that's what I like using it for. I, I like, I'm the same way, I like... Today, I just posted a picture Mm -hmm. of cookies that I made because at this point, too, I'm like, I kind of want to see what I was doing that day as well. Like, I I post it for, like, people that follow me, but Mm -hmm. it's mostly for me still. And I think that's why it's still fun because I'm still, like, looking and I'm like, oh, my God, I remember when I ate that or I'm looking at the millions of pictures in my camera roll. These are our photos. Yeah, and that's exactly, like, same with you. Like, But at least you use the hashtags probably better than I do in Uh... terms of... Barcelona oh. food, you can like track it. <laughs> I'm just scrolling for days. Like <laughs> that is between like Instagram and Twitter. I just wish there was. I mean, obviously Facebook newsfeed as well. It's just like sometimes the catch twenty two, especially if you want to. Well, let me ask you this: What do you, do you real do you truly attempt to cultivate a following, or has it just naturally kind of happened? Have you have you yeah. taken any yeah like any I... offensive moves? I guess. I would say that 
it's kind of 50-50 because I definitely do try to post things that people like, but for the most part, it's for me. Like, I, I want to challenge myself to take a good picture. I want to try new things. The, for me, the biggest thing about it is I just want to eat the food. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, when it's all said and done, yeah, I want to take a good picture, but I want to eat it. Like, yeah. and I, I would say almost all of the food I'm posting, I'm at least having some kind of bite of. Mm-hmm. I might be sharing it with a friend. Sure. It might be their meal, but I might be like, wait, I wish I ordered that. Like, <laughs> it looks a lot better than mine, but I'm always trying it. Like, yeah. And I think that that might be a little bit different from maybe some other people that do it, but no shade because everyone takes good pictures. And yeah. I think it's just such a cool way to express yourself. Are you ever using like a like a DSLR camera or just so, just? No, I just use my iPhone. I tried. I had bought like um, an attachment. It's called I forget right now. It's called like the DVO one oh, okay. or something. It's something that goes into your phone, and it's an attachment that mirrors like a dsl oh, okay. but like it it only took portrait mode photos and i was kind of like this isn't really working for yeah. me with everything i'm eating for some things it's perfect like pastas and stuff yeah. but or if you're like holding food up in the air and you want to blur out the background mm-hmm. but sometimes i'm just like i'm right next to this i can't yeah i can't move 10 feet away to take a picture of it I finally know. upgraded to an iphone 10 and oh I, had a, God. I had a six yeah and i was just like <laughs> This is amazing. Like, I need to start taking more. I haven't really taken a lot of food pictures with yeah. it. Just or pictures with it in general, but it's just... It's so, amazing. Yeah. I want that phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting till Christmas. I'm hoping, like, if anyone's listening, Santa, <laughs> like, I want to get an iPhone X. Um, they so had we'll a good see. deal on Black Friday. Verizon it was $600 versus 1000 Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. You had to... You had to do the payment plan yeah. over two years. But. Yeah, I have T-Mobile, so I'm like okay. on the jump plan. Okay. So as long as I get some kind of Christmas check, I there can get go. an iPhone 10. <laughs> <laughs> so um, have you had any what, – what, tell me about any food experiences you've had via your Instagram account. Like have you – I mean, I know that you, you said you listened to the uh, Stephanie of Yeah Foods beer episode yeah. and uh, Dahlia's episode. So, you know, they, they told me about some events that they want to have you, you know, that's what I really enjoy about this. And hopefully what will happen from this podcast is I become more involved in like the food community of New Jersey where I am. And you even used to live there, but now even like in New York and just going to these events. So just tell me about some maybe cool experiences. I think like what's really cool is that you get to know people. So like yeah. I listened to Steph and Dahlia's because I had met them before and that's I knew awesome, exactly yeah. who they were. Um you start to go to events that are either a PR firm is inviting you to, or maybe the restaurant is reaching out mm-hmm. or maybe very rarely um, I'll reach out if it's somewhere I really want to go to, but sure. usually I'm going and just paying because <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, it's nice to see all the same people and you kind of see familiar faces and over time you really grow to be friends with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, what was really great is I moved to the city and I had a group of friends from college, but I was really like, jonesing for a group of friends that wasn't them not because I don't love them to death but because if they weren't in the city I was like okay I have nothing to do (laughs) so like 2018 I was like I need to make a group of friends I made five amazing friends through food Instagram like that we are like best friends inseparable text all day what did you do to initially meet I think it's so interesting because we kind of all met separately 
um, like we had, some of us knew each other a little bit before. Okay. Um, but for me, I just would be in an event and I would see like if someone had a similar personality to me. Um, sure. Cause sometimes they can get a little competitive, but like, I'm not a very competitive person. I'm not assertive. If, if someone's trying to take a picture, I'm going to let them go first because I know I'll get a picture of it. I don't yeah. care. I just want to taste it later. <laughs> like, but um, I noticed some girls acting similarly and I was like, okay, like you're kind of like me yeah. and you grow to talk to people cause you're seeing them all the time. And I think it was pretty natural. And then one of us would become friends with another and we'd kind of all just bring each other in. And mm-hmm. I, like, we always joke, we're like, I really don't know how it happens. So, like <laughs> everyone thinks we have like one food event that we all met yeah, at, that, yeah. but it's like, I don't think that's the case. We all kind of met pretty separately and now we do a lot together. What we try to do is like if one of us gets invited in, we'll try to say, okay, maybe we can get the five of us awesome. to go. Yeah. And it's really fun. Yeah, that's great. I mean, just the fact, I mean, it, it is a community of its own and then the, that you have a group of friends in it. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty awesome and special. It's like better than I would have yeah. thought because at first it was just an outlet for me and now I have like five amazing friends that I wouldn't, if you had told me last year, I'd be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I have friends. I don't need any more. <laughs> but it's great. This is actually something I've never thought to ask before. Uh, and then, in, again, in the case of Steph and Dahlia. But at these events, do you find it to be more female, more male? Or pretty? It's, I would say, majority female. Oh, okay. Um, there definitely are males that are there. But yeah. at least where, I, like, where I'm going or the people who are invited. Sure. It's definitely more female, but maybe like 75, 25, 60, 40. Yeah. I don't know. Somewhere in between there. Still, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you think that there's anything to take from that? I mean, do you think that there's... I, I mean, I think for me, maybe my guess would be that girls are more likely to like be more invested in social media in that <laughs> way. But I don't necessarily think that's the case. I yeah. I almost just feel like it's the events I'm going to because okay. I know that there are guys doing it. Yeah. Um. But and I can think of some off the top of my head. But like, <laughs> it's interesting. It's definitely, in my experience, more female. Yeah. Well, definitely, definitely start thinking about me when you. Yeah. <laughs> when you start going, yeah. These, these are the things I want to start going to more. Yeah. Has there been like one event in particular that you're like, this is this is cool, or just. I mean, you already had the great experience yeah. of making friends from them, but I mean... I think I always love going to, um, like, the dinners and stuff that are a little bit smaller. Okay. Um, yeah, so maybe 10 to 15 people, a bunch of different dishes come out. Um, I love when we go to Clinton Hall. Oh, That's one of my yeah. favorites, just because they have very photogenic food. Um, and it's it's easy to take pictures of it, but it's also, like, fun to eat because it yeah. tastes good. Um, and their locations are really nice too. So that's how many locations they have, I think like five or six now they're constantly growing. Like this year they went from, I think it was two to like the five or six. Wow. Yeah. They have (laughs) two new ones in Midtown and the Williamsburg location. Do you have a favorite one? (laughs) I think my favorite is Williamsburg because it has like this nice outdoor courtyard. Mm Mm-hmm. But I work right by the one on 36th Street, so I think that one's my favorite (laughs) because I can walk there. But yeah, I love it there. Uh, Well, you know what? Let's move on to the film at hand today, which is Simply Irresistible, the 1999 rom-com. 
uh, if we want to call it that. <laughs> calm is a stretch. Yeah, calm is a stretch. <laughs> what what is this movie? It, what you... I don't know. I almost feel like <laughs> I I I gave myself a bias because when I looked up the movie, I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And I was they like, gave you a few options, right? I yeah. Guess, so yeah. I went. I watched it on YouTube, but I looked mistakenly on the right, and I saw that it was like. I think it was like 11 or 17 percent on uh-huh. Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> like here we go." Yeah. But I mean, entertaining, I guess. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I I didn't know exactly what I was watching. This is the first. So this is you know like we're in the the 20s now of uh, of episodes I've done, and you know the, I recall the second episode, this movie Butter that I watched with a. Uh, Joey, the co-founder of the podcast network I'm on, and that wasn't that great of a movie. But this, this is the first one that I'm like, I have zero interest in. It was truly stupid. It yeah, and wouldn't <laughs> recommend it to anybody. I mean, you can see at the top of my nose. Like, I literally good. saw you from not, not good. good. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just baffled by a couple things. So the movie's called Simply Irresistible. They don't even use the 1988 song. I like, was I was expecting that, and it like, didn't not even happen. In the they must not have gotten the copyright or something. Just, it seems like such a miss. Yeah, then why call it that? At one point, this movie, you know, I always uh, read the trivia on IMDb and like Wikipedia. This this was called something. It was the original title was called Vanilla Fog. What even? What kind of title is that? So that is bizarre, but at least it makes sense to the movie, and yeah, that they had that the weird vanilla fog, vanilla orchids, or something. Yeah, and then that, that fog makes... where they constantly would like where be in a daze. Yeah, and, and love and uh, yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, but they literally like <laughs> fell to the ground in the fog at one yeah. point, and then apparently they only kissed, which I was kind of like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw. Like, I did right away, like, I saw the score, and I was just, and then I looked at it, I was like, how long, 96 minutes? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's fine, I'll, I'll, I'll be able, <laughs> you know. You're like, I can make it through. I can, I can, I can make it through. <laughs> the director, Mark Tarlov, I'll go with that, that's how you pronounce his name, he's only made, uh, one other movie. Okay. So, I think that kind of. Yeah. I, I don't, like, even, I think Roger Ebert, like, said that it was, like, gave it, like, a thumbs up or something like that. Was and he okay? <laughs> at that point it was. I think, was this, uh, it was, was so this was the last movie that his uh, partner, Gene Siskel, reviewed. Because okay. it used to be Siskel and Eber, then yeah. and Rope. Rope, Rope uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this was the last one, and he gave it a thumbs down. So I guess they were disagreeing till the end. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, he, you know, he wrote that it was... It had like a fifties esque charm to it. I'm like, well, that did it. Th- <laughs> like, uh, I've watched but 50s with like nineties douchiness then. Yes, for <laughs> like... sure. And it, it it was so quintessential like nineties. It even had like the what do you call it when like people are seeing what's already happened in the movie and it's oh yeah what is that called I can't even think of the word when um, when you see what already happened it's like um oh god I'm right isn't this word gonna buy whatever but yeah. <laughs> it had that too and they all have that yeah I mean it's just there's just so many things like uh, what like what well there was a I just I would start 
there's a crab that just like lives on a shelf. Yeah. And is a magical crab. Uh, yeah. Someone told me the other day they were like, "This movie's Ratatouille." I'm like, "It's not Ratatouille. Like Ratatouille is about like a talented." It wishes like, it was Ratatouille. Rat, rat with chef with rat that you know has the dreams yeah. and aspirations and talent of yeah. becoming a chef, but his limitations aren't. Yeah. Uh, he's a rat. The crab doesn't world. do anything. No, the crab doesn't. He's magical in some sorts, but I mean, this so this movie has a magical crab. There's a magical guy, I guess that that released the crab. Released the crabs. <laughs> the rest of the crabs got cooked, but there's one magical. Crab I wanted to know why she saved it that crab too. Yeah. I guess because it escaped. But it's wouldn't a like... normal chef be like, "Um, I need you to make the rest of whatever weird food I'm yeah. making." I found that it's weird. Not like the crab spoke and said, "Like, I'll grab." I you was these very yeah. I was kind of like, okay, at least make the crab speak. Yeah. Then we know it's magical. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like biting people. Never, never. I think I was gonna hear on this podcast. You know, just let the crab speak. You know? <laughs> like I wish the crab would just speak. There's uh, like a uh, maybe this is where the '50s charm is coming. From. There's a, where he's why he's saying it because there's like a. A dance number in it, which I'm like, there's a yeah dance number out of nowhere. I mean, that was really weird. Um, which was more 30s, 40s. Yeah, like, like a Fred Astaire. Astaire. Yeah. yeah, kind of. I mean, I think the first thing I thought of, too, with the, like, magical guy, going back to that, was it reminded me of, like, Disney movies where you have, like, the one narrator type person yeah. looking over and it's magical. And he could be, like, the fairy godmother yeah. or something. Or, like, so. um... Yeah, it just, it didn't make a lot of sense. Definitely like a fairy godmother, yeah. but I also was confused as to, and maybe you can help me here. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> like, that. it seemed like he wanted her to fall in love, but like, then I was like, but maybe he wants her to be a better chef. And I just couldn't <gasps> understand what the purpose of his magic was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the plot of this movie is that uh, Sarah Michelle Geller which originally the director wanted Sarah Jessica Parker, so I guess he's got a thing for the three named three name yeah. Sarahs. But <laughs> uh, and that's like what the but the studio wanted to capitalize because even it was written it was written by his wife, okay. the director, and she's never done anything else either, uh, really. And shocking. Yes. <laughs> and it was originally an idea for like a middle aged woman, like someone in their like early okay. to mid 40s and that's what it was going to be like someone that just never found love but they really wanted to capitalize on the popularity of Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller. exactly so that's why the studio asked for her um and then so she so she plays Amanda Shelton and Amanda inherited this restaurant what was it it down somewhere it was... I remember it was supposed to be in Tribeca and I don't remember um something Southern Southern Cross. yeah so Southern Cross, like, why is it called that? Who knows? Uh, it didn't so, seem like they were serving Southern food. No, like, that's I what I didn't what get. They, yeah. like, she couldn't cook, so whatever yeah. she was cooking wasn't probably good. Yeah, so she inherited a restaurant from her mother, but she can't cook to save her, her life. Yeah. And then she has, I guess it's her mom's, like, best friend works there, but she's I, It seems like her, the best friend or the aunt, or and aunt definitely yeah. an alcoholic. Yeah. They didn't really touch on that, <laughs> but... I mean, it's not a shock that yeah. it the restaurant was going to go out of business with an alcoholic and someone who can't cook running the kitchen. So, so, I mean, and also, so she and she lives in an apartment that's like right next door slash above the restaurant. So I'm assuming that's even probably where her mom lived. Yeah. So all I'm thinking is just like, really, like you grew up 
with a restaurant <laughs> and you didn't pick up anything like you could make that like it wasn't a big place no you could have made that like simple like cafe sandwiches i was thinking the just, same thing like, like maybe just you know like real uh like comfort food like simple yeah dishes instead of then i mean you know then they get like douche and douche mcdouche coming in asking for or she even says crab napoleons is that's why yeah she meets the what ends up being her love interest yeah but even early on there's just like there's they just there's a lot of mis not on purpose misdirection this is on m night Shyamalan film like misdirection like the movie begins with her walking through a farmer's market and a guy like tosses her apple i'm like what is this beauty and the beast like everyone's saying hi to her that's what i'm saying like it had like disney vibes like a little bit and i mean and then we learn that she's going out of business and then even like the one vendor it's him and his son and the son kind of says something that's like a little rude and then and then even going back, they're like, oh, did you, like, did you talk with, like, Joe? Like, they're just hinting at, like, probably that's the guy she'll end up with or whatever. Yeah. Never hear from him again. No. There's also, then we meet, like, it's New York City, but, I mean, obviously there's loyal customers in New York City, but it almost has more of a small town vibe. That like, particular restaurant, yeah. for sure. Like, we, we covered the movie Waitress, and, it, like, it had, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah. But, like, it had more of that vibe, like a small town diner. And, yeah. But they have, like, it's like a couple and then a single guy and they're just like when the when the they hear the place is closing down they're just more concerned like well where am i gonna eat like yeah. not like because there's definitely <laughs> nowhere else to eat <laughs> yeah, in new york, york. yeah <laughs> i mean i know it was like the late 90s and like you know but still yeah i i did find it really weird she couldn't cook yeah or that she couldn't adapt like you're saying salad place I literally don't know. salad like, a grilled cheese. Like, yeah. these people are... They literally said they'll Soup, eat whatever salad, she grilled, puts yeah. out. They're not there for the food. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you can't learn to cook. It didn't make sense. I so feel like... then wasn't that crazy expensive. And... Yeah. Maybe they even, like... If she inherit, Well, no. If they're losing... They clearly don't... They inher- she inherited the business. But I guess... I guess... You know, they rent still because she's losing the... Yeah. Location. But... And then the kicker, just to jump all the way to the end, is that she ends up, you know, via being, like, these this magical crab. But they never, like, they never, with magic and with, like, uh, any movie that deals with time travel. Yeah. You kind of got to, like, which obviously, mag- I mean, sorry, it's the Hollywood, you know, like, best of my knowledge, magic doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even time travel, best of my, you know, knowledge, time travel doesn't exist. But at least in different movies, they set rules yeah. for this world. And like we said, there wasn't, like, the crab wasn't, like, this om- omnipotent crab that yeah. said, like, you know, Amanda, you know, like, I will yeah. give you, he wasn't her genie or God, you know, nothing like that. So we don't know why or how she keeps these powers. Yeah. And then also, at one point, she cries, and then that makes everyone else feel the way she's feeling. And then, like, the one where she was, I guess, surprised, yeah. and they no one spoke, and I was kind of like... I thought I was starting to get it when they were crying, and then all of a sudden they weren't speaking, and I was like, I think I missed something here. Like, why are these people not speaking? So she takes over for this, like, celebrity chef, and then there's nothing... She says, oh, she's doing it that weekend... But like what? The, like nothing's ever said about like the R- Southern Cross again. So it's that's, like <laughs> I thought for sure. Like when that guy came into the restaurant, yeah, I was. We weren't exactly sure like what his role was in the restaurant business, but you knew he was in the restaurant business because he was in that farmers market talking to people. So he owns a department he, store that has a restaurant. That I 
Yeah, that then, like... Because he, like, he worked at, like, Henry Bendel's, or is that how you say it? I yeah. definitely don't shop there. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, they, I guess they were opening a restaurant, so I don't know exactly what his job was, but I thought when he went into the restaurant, yeah. I was like, oh, he'll probably buy the restaurant. Yeah. Like, I assumed the whole time that he was going to buy this restaurant, and they never touched on it again. Never touch on it again. So as far as we know, at the end of the movie, she still is out of business. Yeah, well, I mean, she they start getting customers to come in, and they're doing really well. Yeah. But then she gets hired for this fancy like yeah job, and I they just they again they're like misleading, misdirection, and then also getting you like slightly trying the things that they I think they want you to be emotionally like invested in. Then they just kind of like these these customers, yeah, and these people in the farmer market that know her name. Like she never revisits the farmers market again. Yeah, she also like just it'd be what what if she she was looking for, um, what was she looking for in the farmers market? It was something some some kind of food. Yeah, I forget. And all I remember is her then finding the crab guy. Yeah. But she was the, looking for something in It particular. was something complete... Oh, mushrooms. Yeah. So then even right there, like, I'm just thinking magical mushrooms. Like, yeah, like shrooms. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, okay, so she was going for mushrooms, but then she settles on crabs, which the crabs... Yeah, and she can't cook anyway, so yeah. why are you going to get a crab? That I don't know. I, I mean, at least for me, knowing that I can't really cook, I'm not going to willingly accept crabs... And she still had to pay for them, which is what I thought was crazy. So she's still paying for things that she knows she can't cook. Yeah. When she went for mushrooms or whatever it was, it's like, it just didn't make any sense to me. Uh, I mean, this movie even has a subplot on paper airplanes. I never thought I would get to say that either. That was, like, they tied it in at the end as I knew that they would, because it was way too random to not, but it was... I mean, at the same time, they didn't really tie anything else up, so I, mean, I wouldn't yeah. have been surprised. Movies are guilty of this. Even, like, the great, like, newer film Creed yeah. for that, you know, for the training montage, which was, like, my least favorite part. They have, like, these, like, dirt bikes or whatever. And earlier on the film, like, the lead, like, is, you know, like, when Rocky is showing him the gym or whatever, they yeah. pass by, like, and Rocky makes the offhand comment, like, yeah, these guys, you know, drive up down the street all the time. Yeah. And at one point, Adonis has a conversation with one of them. I'm like, okay, they're going to be involved in the in the montage. Yeah. That's, you know, that's fine. So even if I'm saying a great film like that is guilty of, like, these moments. Yeah. But, I mean... Uh, it was really bizarre and then she had knowledge about paper airplanes which is like okay so you can't cook (laughs) but you know how paper airplanes fly he even makes he makes the comment early on i think the first thing about like the paper airplanes and he says something about like howard hughes got one to fly for a ridiculous amount of i didn't even bother look it up yeah i cared that much but like a ridiculous length whether this is true or not yeah um He's just—he's kind of saying it from a position of like, I'll make something of myself someday when yeah. he's like the owner or at least a very high up, uh, you know, CEO yeah. or whatever of this. Yeah, it was. I didn't get the <laughs> point. I mean, there were a lot of things too. It was like yeah. they introduced Amanda Peet's character yeah. as like the bitchy girlfriend, and it was kind of just like. I mean, you knew the 
you knew what was going to happen the second they walked into the restaurant that yes. he was going to fall in love with Sarah Michelle Gellar's character, but it was kind of just like at that time, I think Amanda Peet was pretty popular because in like the late '90s, early 2000s, yeah. she was in a ton of stuff. It seems like a wasted. I don't. I don't know. I just remember being like, "What a random waste of her as an actress." I, I really she like was her. Come back somehow. Me too. I really thought at the end or yeah. something. And it seems weird too that like you have this guy who, the whole point of his character in the beginning was that he like can't date. At past the third date or something. Yeah, which is and all of a sudden really now he this has it charted out. Yeah, that he, like that sounds a lot. I mean, and the, and Patricia Clarkson, who I mean is totally underutilized in this movie. Yeah, she's his. Assist- I guess his assistant. Didn't but like really definitely know. has a maternal vibe there. Yeah, but uh, so I mean, she's I mean a fantastic. Uh, actress and underutilized in this movie. I mean, she we meet her. She was her good, like makes, comic relief. Yeah, though. she was some good. Con- she, she was the calm some, in the rom com. Yeah, she makes some really weird condom joke to like the main guy. So yeah. That's, so that's Sean Patrick Flan- Flannery. Yeah. He's from. Uh, he's one of the Boon, not the Walking Dead guy from the Boondock Saints. The other guy. Okay, I've been wondering why he was familiar, and I never looked yeah. it up. That's yeah. That's like the one thing I saw that I recognized him from. Yeah. And then uh, I'll just say the other other two characters I wrote down that I thought were worth writing down. Dylan Baker plays uh, Jonathan. He's, so I guess he's the money, money guy. I think he's yeah. the owner. I think the... he's the one in charge of whatever. I think the, I couldn't tell, like, do they work for a construction company? I really, yeah, that's like, the whole thing. They never. But he works in the, the like the Henry Bendels. Like, yeah. Uh, so Forget I didn't know the what the magic. other guy did. set the rules of anything in this movie. Yeah. like officially give you everything was yeah. a little bit vague. Yeah, and Amanda Souchef Nolan is played by uh, Lawrence Giller Jr. The reason I bring him up is because he was in The Water Boy. He was the uh, okay. kicker from The Water Boy, a movie we covered. And so that's the other. So she's a real like. Is he not good either? Because then, like, is it that hard to find? That's it. Like cooking work in New York that he yeah. has to work for like and not probably make that good of money yeah especially if the restaurant's not making yeah. anyone I just assumed that he was like a loyal worker from when her mom died it should her mom like maybe this was again they didn't like tell us her, the mom he should yeah exactly he should have been there yeah the mom just died like the movie opens up like maybe like they just came back from the funeral yeah or something i don't know something it, to signify that it just it happened. just happened it, and that's the thing they yeah. really never said when it uh, to my knowledge they never said when exactly it was mm-hmm. i'm sure they might have touched on it yeah. but i was probably too confused about everything else at that point <laughs> to really figure it out yeah and then this is movie just calls for i mean like sure like if you if you want to involve magic well let's go for it let's like make it even like crazier in some kind of ways but this movie calls for like you know it's got some i mean it's a like a female-led film it should she should have some kind of talent that then allows it to become six like that she then used later on the film that she doesn't have to use the magic anymore. Yeah. That she realizes maybe I that would be I she realizes the I whole time or yeah, something. Or, or like, just like or I don't need to be a chef and then and then, you know, like uh yeah. Nolan becomes the chef and she's great at marketing or I don't know. That's something. what it like that is in a perfect world what yeah. it should have been. Um I think it it definitely was strange. I thought it would go more toward like a magical realism 
type thing. And yeah. I wouldn't even classify this movie as that because it it wasn't even realistic in that sense. Like it was yeah. like it just was strange. And it, in this movie, it was like not even like a fantasy type thing. It was like <laughs> they were just in this vanilla fog. <laughs> like it, it, I was in a fog. I was in a daze because of this yeah, movie. I thought I would actually be more interested in it than I was because I love like rom coms from that sure, time frame. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this will be like a piece of cake. Like yeah, it's and, gonna be like she's all that. Meets, yeah, that's kind of what know. I thought <laughs> with like a little bit of like a twist. And I was like, this is so not what I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and I found myself even trying to be like, okay, like what am I even going to talk to you about? Because like, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm, I was, I found myself like trying to find things that maybe the movie was saying. And I'm like, I'm not even going to give them credit yeah. in trying to say things. I was like, maybe they're trying to say the way to like someone's heart is their stomach. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God, Lauren, like shut up. Like it definitely <laughs> wasn't doing that. I, that's why. And that's why I feel like Roger Ebert was just like, so baffled by, he was like, there's gotta be a deeper. Like, that's what, yeah. Something just really <laughs> digging for us. Some, somehow he found some philosophical thing and was like, thumbs up. Yeah. I mean, because then even I called him Magic Fedora Man. That's what we'll call him. Yeah. And he gives her the crabs, and then he also drives Tom and Chris, Chris is Amanda Peet's character, yeah. to the to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's... But then that's, again, that's the last of his involvement. Yeah, I'm pretty and sure. And then there's, you know, she said, I guess, at the farmer's market, I'm making crab uh, Napoleon... And we just see like a man, uh, you know, like Amanda also is jealous right away, yeah, of the relationship of Tom and Chris, which again, like, also they make Chris what she integrates herself into his schedule or something, yeah. And it's like after a third date, like they also make, I don't know, yeah, don't paint a good picture of either Tom or Chris. It was such an exaggeration yes. of like every possible character, like. Yeah, girls can do some strange <laughs> things, so can guys, but of I course, don't yeah. think any girl, and sorry if anyone's listening that's done this, would, in her right mind, yeah. calibrate her schedule with a guy's on the third date. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I would do that on the third year. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just feel like that's a little bit much. Yeah, when when we, when they go there, Chris starts freaking out and throwing plays and being very honest, and I'm just like, oh, so is she going to... Like, maybe the food, like, will then just let Sarah Michelle Geller like, like, I don't know, control everybody and make them do, you know, like, what she wants. Yeah. Because then, even then, at the end, he's like, you're a witch, and, like, it goes yeah. to this whole category. <laughs> I mean, so there's, there's just more ridiculous, I, I, I mean, the aunt, the alcoholic aunt or family friend, she has, like, a Rube Goldberg machine for making a martini yeah which i was just like okay there's that's <laughs> that's in this movie um i mean she makes then they make uh oh they have the weird sex talk about every four minutes actually that was the what only, was the point of that i don't know that's actually i want to play that clip when she is so she and again uh what was his nolan. name nolan have this conversation this is the only clip i could find online so why not play it because it's a weird clip from a weird movie so let's play that right now amanda i'm in here and hands off the dolls how's this for what buying plates uptown rewind tom offered to buy us plates it would be rude not to accept 
Oh, Tom. We have to have plates. Yeah, well, I think the psycho chick from yesterday, she left at least uh, three, right? That's uh, Ruth, Howard, and Bill. Three was set. How's this? No. Okay, so when I get there, what do I talk to him about? You saw him and you know me and you know how I tend to run on when I get nervous. And I know I'm going to be nervous in a place like that. No. Amanda, relax. Just be yourself. No. What? Please, please. See? This is what I'm afraid of. Look, come on, Nolan, help me. I mean, you're a guy, right? What are what are guys interested in? Sex. Sex? Well, I, I can't talk about sex. Well, there's sports, cars, and money. Nah, we only think about sex. <laughs> no, that can't be right. There, there has to be something else we can talk about. Nah, I saw it on Dateline. The average man thinks about sex 238 times a day. That means they think about sex all day. Pretty much. Maybe that applies to you. <laughs> Pretty much. Look, you know how guys are always uh, adjusting their belts? Uh, don't tell me this. You know, standing with hands no, in stop. pockets. No, I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Well, that's when they're thinking about it. Check it out for yourself. Oh, my God. Why did you tell me this? Now, every time I see someone doing that, it's going to be in my head forever. Thank you. You asked? Look, I gotta go. Wait. Really? Yeah, yeah, that one. So, yeah, Nolan comes up to her room and she's getting ready and I guess picking out an outfit to wear to the department store because uh, Tom said he'll pay for all the plates that Chris broke in the restaurant. Yeah. And then he just kind of out of nowhere brings up just, you know, due to her attraction and just everything, like, guys will always be thinking about sex. (laughs) It was just so random. Yeah, which, I mean, has, like, definitely been covered in sitcoms. Of course. And other rom-coms and just, like, sex is on guys' minds. But just then, even then, she makes it, and it's all about the awkwardness of what touching the belt. The belt, but yeah. He doesn't wear belts, but then he's kind of stroking he's playing his playing with his like waistbands, <laughs> yeah, 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 suspenders. suspenders, and it's then they have the, an awkward conversation in the department store. It's just, and she told him about this conversation, which I'm yeah. still finding why insane. Like, come on, girl, like. <laughs> Be a little bit cooler and, like, don't tell him that you were talking to your best friend about potentially having sex with him. Yeah. Um, I also, just to touch on, like, the belt thing, again, with Nolan, it almost seemed like they were going into a way where maybe there was sexual tension between those two. And at least that would act, add, like, some yeah. other plot point. <laughs> some, like, a lo- this movie is asking for a love triangle. It was very flat. Like, yeah. it was just kind of like, they like each other, there's some magic, and here you go. There wasn't anything that, like, prevented them from being together besides the witch part. Yeah. Like, they, there out. needed to be yeah. some kind of other thing, and, like... Maybe the Nolan thing is what it would have needed. Maybe it needed Amanda Peet's character to come back in and say, hey, she has a magical crab. Let me take it away from you. Yeah, exactly. That character is, like, needed in this film. The one that, you know, uh, I'll even think to a silly film, like, uh, I mean, that was covered on uh, 
High School Slumber Party, another great podcast on this network. We covered, I guess, it on the episode of Encino Man, and that character finds out that there, you know, when he finds out that the Brendan Fraser's character is a caveman, he wants to like tell everybody. Like, so yeah. at that big debut at the restaurant, you should have Amanda's Pete char- uh, character like holding know. the crab and yeah. running in and being like, "This is why she's good. She yeah. has you all under a spell," or like something. something. It needed. Honestly, that would have not saved it for me because it still no, wouldn't have been a good movie, just... but at least it would have added something else. And I like it was just very one dimensional. And sc- yeah, yeah, the screenplay feels like a first draft, yeah, like, almost like an outline that then they filled. Well, if the director's wife wrote yeah. it, maybe it was. <laughs> maybe what I what I find interesting to go on that is I looked up because I saw it kept saying Tarlov and I was like I know that name I know that name I watched this like dumb show on MTV Mm -hmm. with Molly Tarlov so it's their daughter and Uh. I think she might have even been in the movie too so he just made it a whole family thing (laughs) (laughs) this is actually a movie that I would be I maybe the best thing I could take away from this is like in a world where there's nothing original anymore I would like to see someone remake this or at least take the skeleton of this take yeah the, just take the idea of like someone that's not good at cooking magic gets good at cooking romance involved yeah there's something interesting to be made here but they sure yeah. as hell didn't there are that. like a decent not a lot of movies about like magic and cooking but no. i think isn't one like like water for chocolate or something yeah that there's one like that i don't know i watched it on netflix like years ago mm. Um, and it was like a group of sisters who like cook for the sky and it had a little bit of like, I think magical oh, okay. to it. I know that's I definitely one we'll be covering. Yeah, so. I think now you're going to watch it and be like, Lauren was wrong. She's definitely <laughs> thinking this is a different There's movie. Mystic Pizza about that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But like it, I remember watching something like it and I thought it would be more like that. Cause I remember whatever movie I'm talking about, I remember liking that movie and this yeah. was just so different. Yeah, I mean, there's just uh, I wrote down one line she put. She put, "I love dessert. It's the whole point of the meal." And then she makes those special eclair desserts that just make people yeah horny. And they were very <laughs> like, phallic. Like it was just yes. like I felt uncomfortable like watching everyone eating them. And they really tried to make it like a sexual thing. Yeah. And I was kind of like, this is just strange to me that yeah, even Patricia Clarkson, Dylan Baker, it like was this. such an overly sexual movie for like nothing really happening, yeah. including them really only kissing. Like there was never, but then they love one another. At the yeah. End. They, that don't even get me started. Because <laughs> <laughs> of those, I, I even put like, again, you know, like the, I, I put like, what the fuck are these apples? The apples yeah. at the end that have, again, that magic vanilla yeah. fog. And like, why out are you them. serving a whole apple? Yeah. To, I and didn't then has get it. goo in the middle. Yeah. And I don't know. Really. Oh, strange. the crab wears a tux. That's important to know. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, she's wearing a hot, hot pink dress. That's when you cue simply irresistible. Yeah. Or like a '90s cover of simply Something. irresistible. Something. Yeah. Like just or like the key, like this movie definitely deserved like that. You know, like. You know, to have like that song. You know, yeah. Like, some something. If someone must have read the draft and been like, "No, we're not letting you have that song." Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh, oh, the French sous, sous chef is feeding the crab at one point. Oh, yeah, toward the end. Yeah, the paper plane goes yeah. into the taxi. I put, yeah, so what happens to Southern Cross? Uh, it's just a whole movie that, I mean, as you can see in my notes here, it's just all over the place. <laughs> did you, did, is there anything that you did enjoy about it? Did you found maybe um, a little redeemable? I'm, I like anything that's not overly, like, I don't have to think about it too much. Yeah. Um, especially, I watched it Friday after work. Um, I wasn't going out, and I was like, this is a good way to kind of kill some time. Sure. And I, it was entertaining enough. I thought, like I said already, it was a little flat, so it was a little boring. So I found myself on my phone more than I am <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. for other movies. But, I mean, it... It was interesting. I just kept wanting more. Like I kept hoping something would happen. Like yeah. we already talked about. There just there was something definitely missing apart from just bad writing and acting. Yeah. But did you like it? I'm assuming no. <laughs> no. It's again. I guess the best thing I could take away from it is that it's making me think that like there could be a good movie someday that has like yeah the bones of this movie yeah i don't know maybe some old someone will see it and on that level of inspiration be like i want to like make that good i see what you're, <laughs> I see what you're doing and i can do one better yeah but i mean that's uh so simply irresistible was not simply irresistible <laughs> no very very resistible, yeah, very resistible. <laughs> resist it at all costs. um all right, well, uh, moving on, let's go to our famous food scene. I have, I thought I wrote four, where... I feel like... Fly away? I think it did. I think it. that's what was fell before. I think it oh, went under okay. here or something. The, the... I could have sworn I saw it, but now yeah. I don't know where it is. All right, well, you can pick from these three. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's the magic of it all. The crab took it. <laughs> yeah, this fan is, like, strong. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Which one is it? If you can meet the parents, Greg's. Oh, I. That's why I didn't rip it in half. So we'll go with the top <laughs> one. That's why there's not four. So one didn't fly away. But it's uh, meet the parents. Greg says grace. So do you want to watch this scene and then we'll talk about it, or do you do you remember for the most part? I very vaguely remember. I think we should watch it. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's watch it. Greg. Would you like to say Grace? Oh, uh, well, uh, Greg's Jewish dad, you know that. You're telling me the Jews don't pray, honey? Unless you have some objection. No, 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 I'd love to. Pam, come on, it's not like I'm a rabbi or something. I <laughs> said Grace and many a dinner table. It's... Okay. Oh, dear God, thank you. You are such a good God to us, a, a kind and gentle and accommodating God. And we thank you, oh, sweet, sweet Lord of hosts, for the smorgasbord you have so aptly lain at our table this day and each day 
by day, day by day, by day. Oh, dear Lord, three things we pray. To love thee more dearly, to see thee more clearly, to follow thee more nearly, day by day. By day. Amen. Amen. Oh, Greg, that was lovely. Thank you, Greg. That was interesting, too. <laughs> All right. That, I I mean, I, I remember watching this movie when it came out. I feel like this was like a family movie night movie. I feel the same. I think I saw it with my parents. <laughs> uh, this is one of those movies, like, I love Ben Stiller, but this starts going into the wheelhouse of, like, Although it's a funny movie, I, I can't watch it too often because he, he's the king of just, like, digging himself deeper and deeper. It's so cringy. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, that is how I would describe this movie. Um, like, there's something about Mary. Yeah. Like, he really gets to a point where, like, even when you're listening to the Grace scene, you're like, oh, my this God. This is the beginning like, of the movie yeah, for the most part. Yeah, before he even gets even yeah. worse. But, oh, my God. I would literally, if that were me and I had brought someone home, I would totally be his girlfriend or fiance. I forget what they are yeah. at this point. They, yeah, they're. I he... think they were dating. I think, and she. Brought I think home. he proposed in the beginning, right? And Does they're gonna he? tell. Oh, I, yeah. well, I don't remember the last yeah. time I saw this movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I would be literally staring at him, like, or tapping him under the table, like, yeah. shut up. <laughs> I mean. Uh, I mean, have have you ever been at a, a dinner like this that there was just that awkwardness? Or thankfully, no. no. <laughs> I mean, I, everyone I feel like has been at their like friend's house when their friend's parents are yelling at them. Sure, but yeah. never, never in a situation like that where it is like so crucial that the other people like each yeah. other and like. No, <laughs> have you? <laughs> no, thank again. Thankfully, yeah. no. Like, well. No, no, nothing to that level. Like, I've always, like, you know, bigger family dinners, like, you know, you have, like, an aunt or an uncle that you're just like, why are they still talking about this? Yeah, that's true. Or, like, or if, God knows, if, like, politics comes yeah, up. Yeah, I feel like that's sudden, the biggest like, one. There's a very diverse there's always po- someone, political feelings yeah. in, in my family, and so I'm just like, oh, so, like, even with, like, Christmas coming up, I'm just like, I'm going to be like, nope, no, yep, you know, no, none of that talk at the holidays, none, yep. none of that. But I mean, I mean, from the get-go, even Robert De Niro's got it out for oh, Stiller, yeah. and the, he and he makes the comment of I forgot that I knew about like the miniature cameras already in the, the yeah comment. I think this is also it's I know it's another dinner scene. It might be a continuation of of that when they're talking about milking things. Yeah, like and then the cat. Like, I have nipples about the too. Cat. Yeah, like I, can I you milk me? Too, yeah, can you milk me. It's just oh, this that scene. Yeah, he definitely has it out for him, yeah. and that's why he makes him say grace, but, like... Yeah, I've never had to say... I think grace is probably said at, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and Easter, I guess. Yeah, you say it, like, to. Christmas, but I've never had to say it. No, I've never... I would never... The most I've ever had to say is, like, at Thanksgiving, we're going around, oh, what are you thankful for? Yeah. I'm like, bacon. I know I... <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Who's not... And I think, like, I went to Catholic school for a couple of years when I was really young, uh-huh. um, and I feel like there was, like, a prayer for grace. It was sure. shorter. I probably said it then, but we never said it at my dinner table. Yeah. 
I don't think even if my dad were trying to scare someone, I don't think he would make them say <laughs> it. Like, I think my little cousin always had it. He had some kind of saying when like, cause his they definitely they went to like church every. Yeah, day. there's like some kind of in it like rhymes or yeah. something too. Yeah. And then he even had like a little fun thing that he was like because he was into like superheroes when he was younger and he was like and you know like and may god let the good guys make like the bad guys turn into good guys or something <laughs> like that and i'm like all right well, you know what sure. i can get behind that yeah <laughs> well um yeah meet, meet the, maybe you'll have to revisit i don't, don't, don't want to be i hate that cringe yeah um that movie. reminded me enough of like how i felt the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, I really, those movies, like, I'm just thinking, I know later on in the movie, they, aren't they playing, like, volleyball in Beach, the pool? Beach, or water volleyball, or, like, and pool volleyball, he and he hits the sister that's getting yes, married, yep. and breaks her Right in her bloody, nose. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, Ugh. honestly, that was the first thing I thought of when I thought of Cringy too, because I was like, yeah. I and feel like the, that scene is just such a, like, iconic yeah. scene for the cringiness of and it all. And the handmade... Like, uh, what would that be called? Oh, God. That they're supposed to get, like, married under. Like, oh, my God. That gets set I on fire. Yeah. Like, it's a whole, when he's smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a whole, yeah. Every single part of that movie yeah. just gets cringier and cringier. It's, I love that movie, but I think I saw it enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our last segment. Our gut instinct segment. So uh, you know, this is just no, no, no clocking it, no timing it, but just whatever comes to you first. Favorite fast food? Taco Bell. Ooh, I feel like Taco Bell and Wendy's is getting a majority of the love. Taco Bell is so underrated. I just feel like <laughs> people it, like, are such I haters. Can on one hand they heard times. it was like horse meat, and they don't want to <laughs> eat it. Let me tell you, get a chalupa and a gordita crunch, and. You'll be happy. You Not go. sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored. But, but you're open. I was going to say, yeah. but open. So, yeah, Taco Bell. <laughs> Foods before dudes. Hit her up. Go to uh, beer, cocktail. Um, I love pineapple vodkas. Mm. Um, I like to hydrate as I dehydrate. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, I usually drink beer. Um, okay. And I'm cheap, so Bud Light. But light. Not for the taste, for the price. Dilly dilly. <laughs> dilly dilly. <laughs> uh, favorite childhood snack? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Probably either a Lunchable or a Yodel. Do, yodels were like, I remember when I used to get those in my lunch, they were like so yodels very are, exciting. What are the other ones? Like Devil Dogs, right? Yeah. But, but yodel, Yodels are like chocolate icing covered Devil Dogs, I feel like. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then there were like those Tasty Cakes too. Tasty I used to cakes. love those. Yeah. The Hostess Cupcakes. It's interesting now because yeah. I don't like love desserts, but I remember being like obsessed with especially Tasty Cakes, too. I think I will switch the yodel yeah. out. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Sweet. So, uh, well, I think you just answered this. Sweet or savory? Oh, totally savory, always. <laughs> Favorite food city can, can be domestic and, uh, you know, international? Um, I, I think New York, honestly. I yeah. mean, it has everything. If I weren't picking New York, I'd probably say either L.A. or Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, just because I haven't been to many other places outside of the U.S. I've sure. been to, like, Paris and Madrid. Yeah, Paris isn't known for but food. Paris, ugh. <laughs> oh, ugh. No? Not oh, a fan? No. I didn't like the food there. But I was there oh. for nine days, and I was eating only French food. You're Italian. You haven't been to Italy? 
No, I'm Ooh. dying to go there. I'm going Gotta to Japan go to next year, and I think oh. I'll probably pick Tokyo. Yeah. Afterward, but that's in a year. I can't awesome. pick it I yet. Need to, I have, I've been to Thailand and Shanghai. Yeah. Thailand, I'll go on record saying I think it's the best street food city I've ever. been I've actually to. heard that before yeah. too from oh, people so, who've been a lot of places. Bangkok, I should say the best. Yeah. Food. Yeah. Uh, just if you like Thai food. I, yeah, sea, I love Thai food. Seafood and all that. Just yeah. so fresh, making it right in front of you. Qu- quality and the yeah. speed, everything. Just and the, I'm allergic and the to price. shrimp, so I know when I go to Tokyo, I'm just going to have to carry Benadryl everywhere. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I I'm, I don't know how to say it. Like, sure. I'm just going to, how do you say I'm allergic? Like, I usually yeah. learn it before I go places. Like, when I went to France, I learned what the word shrimp was so I could ah. look on the menu. But you should just make custom t-shirts. I literally like, say, like, Japanese, like, I should have like a sign. To, yeah, yeah, just like a little, hold it up on your phone. <laughs> some kind of... Yeah, I'll just have Benadryl. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, favorite cuisine? Um, Probably Mexican. Sorry. I thought it was uh, frozen for a second, but it wasn't. Oh, but I'll, okay. have you, I'll just ask the question again. Yeah, no problem. Favorite cuisine? Probably Mexican. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that's the only thing besides maybe Italian that I could eat every day. Yeah. And I ate Italian every day probably for 20 years. So <laughs> I'll go with Mexican right now. LA is, and that's probably why. Yeah. LA. Oh, yeah. It's got the great Mexican food. Guilty pleasure food. Probably. I mean, I don't feel guilty very often when I'm eating. Okay. Just because, like, I eat pretty frequently. I'd feel guilty a lot. Yeah. Um, but probably like nachos. Um, yeah, I'd say mine are like potato chips. I yeah. open up a bag and then all of a sudden it's gone. And I'm oh, just yeah. Like, like if I have nachos in front of me, I could have already eaten <laughs> and I'm going to eat them. Like I can't stop. Sure. Favorite condiment? Ooh, hot sauce. Uh, any specific? Right now I'm on like a Cholula kick. Oh, but I also. Chalulas, <laughs> yeah. Back Taco Bell. I keep Taco Bell hot sauces like everywhere. <laughs> so are you I going to Taco Bell? And are you taking you? Ex- oh, I have like twenty. I carry like a purse, and I'm like putting them in my bag. <laughs> Perfect. What's the What's the last thing you ate? Um. So I actually made a plated meal. Oh. Um. So I made buttered chicken. Buttered and chicken. And I love Indian food too. So I surprisingly made butter chicken. Pretty okay. Awesome. And it was good. You like to bake? Have, have you made naan before? No, but I'm watching a lot of, um, like, the baking, the British baking oh, show. Oh, yeah. And they made naan. Interesting. And I, I was like, well, I don't know if I could make that. <laughs> <laughs> what would your last meal be? Ooh, that's a really good question. I think I would have to pick um, my dad's, like, chicken parm and mm-hmm. penne vodka. Like, if I had to have... Because I, I want a lot of things if sure. it's my last meal. So I'll probably have, like, garlic bread. Yeah. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. But definitely my dad's, like, just home-cooked meal. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you prefer to... I think I know this. I don't know if I'm going to keep this question forever because, I, I, you know... I, do you prefer to cook at home or eat out? So for me, I prefer to eat out yeah. um, because I like trying new places and different exactly. styles of yeah. food. I also don't like cooking, um, and my kitchen's very small. So <laughs> I feel like the best response I got that as far as then like cooking for yourself was uh, with uh, Chris and Siobhan of uh, the band The Fuzz. They did they yeah. made the, they made the theme song for my podcast. Okay, and they said they like 
cooking at home more because then it makes it more like intimate special time for them versus like yeah like sitting at a restaurant you might feel rushed to get out or whatever but it's like besides that so i don't know if i'm gonna keep it's usually question. cheaper too i that mean too yeah that's yeah if but. when i go to my parents house i do i actually do like to cook but yeah I need a lot of time and a lot of space. Yeah, there's well, there's something. Early, yeah, exactly. Early on, you said about then like cooking at your parents. Like my place, uh, you know, my stove. The the vent is the microwave or whatever. Yeah. So it's just oh, if yeah. I cook bacon on top, like, and it's also the big burners are in the front versus it would have been so much better if it in the, yeah. in the back where like the microwave is truly right over it yeah. to you know suck it up but like my smoke detectors always go off and it's a nice, it's a nice I feel like that's a Hoboken Jersey City thing because yeah. when I was in Hoboken yeah smoke alarms all the time we actually like unplugged ours or whatever <laughs> yeah. you call it we yeah. unscrewed it so that we weren't setting fires and yeah. it was going off all the time mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom has a, a professional, like, Viking oven and stove top. Oh, like, my gosh. I want that. That's really nice. It's like nice. six burners, the griddle. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your spirit food. What what food? Oh, that's such a good question. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, like, caught off guard, though, because I don't yeah. know. Um, you seem like a pretty, well, like, let's see, things I've learned. You seem pretty chill, pretty relaxed, like you said, yeah. when you go to these events of someone's, like, you know, I got oh, yeah. your, so I feel, you know, I'm thinking, so what's, you know, what, what food embodies, like. I feel like I'm, you know, like, the Sour Patch commercial, like, first they're sour, then they're sweet. <laughs> I'm, like, the opposite. Like, I'll be sweet until oh. I'm sour, so I'm trying to think of something that has, like, a bite that hits you, because, like. Anyone I know would, would do, say, yeah, something or something that doesn't bite you at first, like almost something, like something, yeah. But I can't think of anything. But I'm almost thinking something like spicy. I don't know. I'm maybe thinking, sweet and sour chicken or something. Just yeah. because, like, or I'm thinking maybe. I mean, just because you said not nachos are on my mind now. I'm yeah. thinking maybe nachos and like and yeah then like also. I mean, you, I'd love to be a nacho. Like, I'll take it. <laughs> and then it. also like a spice. You know, like you're eating it and then you. And then all of a sudden you like bite a into the spicy jalapeno. I mean, honestly, yeah. it would be something like that. Hey. Anyone you ask, because like, <laughs> I'll be nice until you like cross me, and yeah. then I'm, I'll be the first to yeah, say just be what's careful. wrong. Watch out for the jalapenos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, my nacho, I can die happy. <laughs> uh, when you go to the movies, what kind of snacks are you having if you're having any at all, or maybe when you if get. they have like the pretzel bites, I'm definitely oh. getting those. But I've had some bad experiences in New York where yeah. they're like definitely stale. stale. Yeah. Um, are you using mustard, cheese, cheese, cheese. I love mustard. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like the cheese, that nacho yeah. cheese that they that, use, like, is just so nacho. freaking yeah. good. Yeah. Um, if they, if I'm chicken and don't want to get the stale pretzel, I'll just get a popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. And last question. What's the greatest lesson you've learned in food? Hmm. I think the greatest lesson I've learned in food is just, like, how much more fun it is to share it with other people. I used to be kind of, like, I remember specifically in college, I was pledging in my sorority. And, Ooh, what sorority were you in? Um, it was actually a local sorority. It's called Phi Alpha Psi. We okay. were, like, the only ones. But it was the end of pledging, and we all had our own food. We weren't sleeping, and... <laughs> my friend tried to take my food and I freaked out. And I look back on that now and granted that was such a weird time. Well, but you were probably all stressed out from pledging. weren't sleeping, yeah. whatever yeah, else. That, but yeah. it's so much more fun to like share food yeah, with other yeah. people. And food is such a bonding experience. And like 
even even like you could ask my sister I probably didn't share food well even before pledging mm-hmm. like I think now I realize like I'll get some fries and I'll share them with you and maybe you get something else and we'll split it. Oh, yeah. Whereas I would never yeah. do that before. I would be like, no, this is my meal and you're getting <laughs> your meal. So I think like just stuff like that, realizing that food is an experience and not mm-hmm. just like mine for sustenance. Yeah. That's the biggest lesson. An experience, a, a bonding tool. Yeah. It's just, food and music, the two most, I feel, you know, universal. Yes, for sure. that. If we are all going to get along someday, it'll definitely be yeah. <laughs> from, I think, like food and then yeah. probably the music or something like that. If only. If only. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for b- coming on and talking. And thank you for having me. Yes. And so please right now uh, tell the foodie fans where they can you know check out your pictures and just if you want them to, you know, whatever you want awesome. to share. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening and you're curious what I do, um, follow me on Instagram at um, foods underscore before dudes and hope you like it. <laughs> and you said so you, your friends initially set that up for you? Yeah, Was my there, one friend. Yeah. And she's like my grand little in my sorority. Yeah. She like made it because she liked what I was <laughs> doing. And yeah, it's really cute. I like it. It almost sounds like, you know, I wasn't even thinking about this. That almost sounds like the perfect title for a magical rom-com yeah foods before maybe i'll make the movie movie. (laughs) there we go well uh we we end every episode with our sign-off uh line of there's more to cut so if you could just remind the foodie fans that there's that there's more to cut there's more to cut beautiful all right everyone have a happy yummy 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 i got love in my tummy and i feel